Blog Talk Radio.
Well, good morning, good morning, good morning. I thank God for the 21st of August. I thank him for this day, this day to be transparent about what God has been dealing with me, dealing with time. And I am so grateful that God will give me an opportunity to share. And I'm also grateful because God reminded me that this message is about my transparency. It's not about somebody else's transparency, but it's about my transparency. And so if you're listening to this message on the 21st of August of 2022, that's good. But if you're listening to it in 2024 or you're listening to it in 2030 or you're listening to it in 2040 or 50, if you're listening to it in America, if you're listening to it overseas or somewhere, guess what? The time is still right for you to hear this message because it's about my transparency. It's not about you. It's about something that God has always dealt with me um, with. And I didn't understand why it was a pet peeve of mine but I understand that it was a gift from God. And so I'm grateful that God gave me um, this thing that has always um, vexed me, but I had gotten off course. I will be so transparent. I had gotten off course. I don't know if I had gotten off course because everyone else had gotten off course or if it was just an excuse to be off course, but I'm going to share my transparency with you on the, on today because God has just been that good to me. And I, I, um, before I ask for someone to pray, I want to tell you this. The transparency is two-parted because there are some transparencies that I was transparent with the people on my job and I was transparent um, my family. And then there are some transparencies where I was transparent with um, my family, but not necessarily the people on my job. And then there were other transparencies where I was um, transparent with both, but I would never loop in strangers like the people on social in social media and things like that, not realizing that the World Wide Web is a place where people need healing as well. And so, so many times we don't share things on the World Wide Web. We'll share it with our families. We'll share it with our friends. We'll share it with the people we work with. But we forget that ministry is worldwide. Ministry is global, but there's also some things that people put too much information, to be honest, on social media, and it's not the proper place for it. But when it's a God-directed thing, I'm asking God to help me be more diligent with sharing with whomever he tells me to share it with. And um, some people will find themselves in that sharing and say, oh, they're throwing shade at me. No, many times that's not the case. It's you just being convicted 
I had someone that shared something with me on social media, and I really had to thank God that he loved me enough to have them share that with me. And I'm grateful, and I told them that. So right now I'm going to see if anyone is willing to pray for us and with us on the World Wide Web, or I will pray for the program on today. So anyone want to pray or willing to pray today? Good morning. Thank you, God. Minister Marvel, my privilege to pray as we begin this ministry on today. We look to God. Lord, in Jesus' name, we just thank you for another day, another Sunday, another day of worship, another day that you have made because you told us we should rejoice and be glad in it. And so we rejoice. We praise you, we worship you, we honor you. We love you because you are God. And there is none other. There is no one like you, Father. You are Alpha and Omega. You are beginning and the end. You know all, see all, done all. You have made everything we see. Everything we experience is because of your grace, your mercy, your creativity. Your spoken word, we are here because you said we should be here. And you said we should worship you, so we worship you. We honor you, we magnify you, we glorify you. In Jesus' name, we thank you for him. We thank you for your sacrifice of your son. We thank you for giving his life for us so that we could communicate with you, so that we could speak to you, so that we could call you Father, so that we could be grafted in. Oh, hallelujah. Praise to God for your thoughtfulness, for your care, for your compassion, for making a way, hallelujah, for us in all things that we should give thanks in all. We thank you also for the Holy Spirit that you have given us as a gift for us simply to accept by faith that he is with us, that he leads us, he guides us, he brings all things to our remembrance, and he is with us. As Jesus is with us, as your spirit is with us, we walk in strength today, not in ours, not in our strength, but in yours, God. You hold us up. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you for holding us up. Hallelujah. Thank you for making a way. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, hallelujah, for all you've done, for all you're doing, for all you will do, because you're the same, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Oh, hallelujah. Praise your wonderful name, God. Everything that we say and do today, we ask you, God, to help us to stay in the right path, to help us not to get off, but to stay on the path of righteousness, because you said we are the righteousness of God because of Jesus' sacrifice. So we stand in his righteousness today. We ask you, God, to cover this prayer with the blood of Jesus, to forgive us for anything we might have done or said or thought that was not in line with your word, to help us to remember, God, that we have a purpose and you have a plan for our lives. 
and that we are to love you with all our mind, with all our heart, with all our strength, and to love our neighbors as ourselves. If we remember those two things and we put them in our hearts, then we will please you. We can worship you in spirit and in truth. Let the word go forth today, God. Let it go forth with power. Let it go forth with strength. Let it cut to tender. Let it be exactly what it needs to be to those who hear it now and those who hear it later. Because your word is settled in the heavens. Touch the heart and the mind of your servant as she goes forth. Help her to stand strong knowing that she's exactly where you would have her to be. And she will say exactly what the body needs to hear. We wait and expect to see you work through this word and through our faith. In Jesus' name we pray and give you the thanks, Lord. Amen and amen. 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 Thank you, Minister Margo. Thank you, God, for that powerful prayer. Um, it's just amazing to hear the saints of God pray. And it line up so much with what God is saying. And um, I have to admit, uh, the message I'm saying is extremely personal. So I'm going to start off with sharing the many scriptures that he gave me. And then I'm sure you'll be able to... Um, either figure out what the message is about or I will be telling you. And it's about a valuable commodity that many times is underestimated. And so I raise my hand and say, God, me first, me first, teach me, God. Okay, so the first scripture, like I said, it's going to be plenty of them, so I'm letting you know in advance. Proverbs 6. Six through eight. Go to the ant, you sucker. Consider it wise and consider its ways and be wise. It has no commander, no overseer or ruler. Yet it stores its provisions in the summer and gathers it at gathers its food at harvest. Proverbs twenty seven and one. Do not boast about tomorrow. For you do not know what a day may bring. Psalms 31 and 15. My times are in your hands. Deliver me from the hands of my enemies. From those who pursue me. Psalms 90 and 12. Teach us to number our days. That we may gain a heart of wisdom. Romans 13, verse 11. And do this, understanding the present time. The hour has already come for you to wake up from your slumber. Because our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. Matthew 13, 32 and 33. But about that 
day and hour, no one knows. Not even the eagles, excuse me, not even the angels in heaven, nor the sun, but only the Father. Be on guard, be alert. Do not know when that time will come. Second Peter 3, 8, and 9. But do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish but everyone to come to repentance. Colossians 4, 5, and 6. Be wise in the way you act toward outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversations always be full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. Ephesians 5, 15 and 17. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil, and therefore do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. 1 Thessalonians 5, 1 through 3. Now, brothers and sisters, about time and dates, we do not need to write to you, for you know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. While people are saying peace and safety, destruction will come on them as labor pains on a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. James four thirteen through 17. Now listen. You who say today or tomorrow we will go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business, and make money. Why? You do not even know What will happen tomorrow? What is life? You are a mist that appears for a little while, then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast in your arrogant scheming. All such boasting is evil. If anyone then knows the good that ought to do, they ought to do, and doesn't do it, it is sin for them. Ecclesiastics, chapter 3, 1 through 8. There is a time for everything and a season for 
every activity under the heavens, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to uproot, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to tear down, a time to build, a time to weep, my God, and a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones, and a time to gather them, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to search, and a time to give up, a time to keep, and a time to throw away, a time to tear, and a time to mend, a time to be silent, and a time to speak, a time to love, and a time to hate, a time for war, and a time for peace. Matthew 24, 42-44, Amplified Version. Be ready for his coming. That's what that section is called. So be alert. Give strict attention. Be cautious and active in faith. For you do not know which day, whether near or far, your Lord is coming. But understand this. The head of the house had known what time of the night the thief was coming. He would have been on alert and he would not have allowed his house to be broken in two. Therefore, you who follow me must be ready because the Son of Man is coming at an hour when you do not expect him. Matthew 25, verses 1 through 13. My God. Then the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish, thoughtless, silly, and careless. And five were wise, farsighted, practical, and sensible. For when the foolish took their lamps, they did not take extra oil with them, but the wise took flasks of oil along with their lamps. Now while the bridegroom was delayed, they all began to nod off and they fell asleep. But at the nighttime, there was a shout, Look, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. Then all of those versions got up and put their own lamps in order, trimmed the wicks, and added oil and lit them. But the foolish versions said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, because our lamps are going out. But the wise replied, No. Otherwise, there would not be enough for us and for you, too. Go instead to the dealers and buy oil for you, for yourselves. But while they were going away to buy the oil, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding feast, and the door was shut and locked. Later, the others also came and said, Lord, Lord. Open the door for us. But he replied, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, I do not know you. We have no relationship. Therefore, be on alert, be prepared and ready. For you do not know the day nor the hour when the Son of Man will come. The name of what we're going to talk about on today is time is still a priceless 
an invaluable commodity. God allowed me to write on Facebook. It says, God has been dealing with me about a valuable, priceless commodity that many of us has and still takes for granted because we don't understand its value until it's too late. Tune in to Blog Talk tomorrow morning, talking about this morning, to hear my transparent moment of how I have been guilty of this underestimating, misunderstanding, and devaluing of this gift from God. A true, it's me, O Lord, moment. During this road to complete wholeness and healing by and from God. So in my transparency, the things that I took for granted was thinking that I still had more time to spend with my sister, Sheila, to remembering how I thought I had more time to spend with my parents, each of them, thinking how I had so much more time to complete two to three doctoral degrees, thinking how I was blessed by God to be able to do some things with my sisters on last year for their birthdays and how I was planning to even do more uh, traveling and doing things in America and uh, going overseas and taking cruises and things of that sort. Thinking about how several months ago I wrote the family a text and a group text about something that God had placed in my heart and how I assumed that because he placed it in my heart, the same people that were there in the group text will be there during the manifestation of it. The time that I thought I had when I had a home built in North Carolina and I thought that eventually I could move my parents into it the time that I was in the military and I thought I would be able to retire, but instead I was medically discharged due to a near-fatal car accident I was in. The time that I had learning and being with my mentor, Seth, and Apostle Sandra Thomas. The time that I've had to minister uh, to the people not only on Facebook, but on Blog Talk. The time that I've had with the ministers in Smile Three programs like Minister Margo, Minister Sylvia, the late Minister Sheila, Minister Brandon, um, Reverend Lawrence, Dr. Serena Wright, Prophet Antoine, Reverend Pastor Troy, people of God, such as Minister um, Ron and um, Mother Tony, just taking it for granted that they would be there on their assignments from God, the days that they were to minister on the Mondays and the Fridays and the Sundays, just not understanding that their time with me was so valuable their time that God allowed them to minister 
to the people would always be there. Not once a day, uh, our transition, or even my own transition, not knowing the value of time. See, God isn't bound by time, but not understanding that I need to say thank you to everyone that has taken time, the precious time that God has given them to minister to the people of God, to minister to the people that need to be saved, the people that want to be saved, the time that they've uh, mentored others and, and, and given them the ability to speak on the blog talk radio, to sing, to pray on blog talk radio, to share the kind words or the encouragement to every speaker, the time that the guests have taken time out of their schedule to join in with us, to listen to us, to be blessed by the word that God has ministered to them and us. See, in the military, if you showed up on time for something, you were late. You were always expected to be 10 to 15 minutes early to make sure that you had a status call, a roll call for everyone that you reported to and for everyone that reported to you. See, when you would check on others, sometimes you would find out that they had been in a car accident, like um, Carvon had been on yesterday. That wasn't anything that was expected. It was said that he was um, on his way to work or, or hanging out or doing something. But the time that he had the accident, and he was so upset because, see, that wasn't part of his plan. But he remembered how his grandma was on her way to work, and it wasn't part of our plan because we had just finished joking the night before about the Karens in my neighborhood and and the various things uh, that had happened. And so his accident, when he all he could talk about was how the man blew through the light and how it reminded him, although he didn't say it, of how the man had blew through the light that killed our sister. And so the people didn't understand that the timing that God has given us and the timing that we are taking away is not known. So one of the big lessons that I have been gleaning from God during this road to holiness is he's been teaching me how valuable my time is and how valuable your time is and how valuable I've sometimes, I'm talking about me, have not shown people how much I value their time. And so as God is teaching me about the value of time, I'm learning how 
he himself, like he told the virgins that weren't prepared, I don't want him to say to me, I don't know you, I don't have fellowship with you. But we need to learn the value of the most valuable commodity that he's given us to spend time with our colleagues and our siblings and our parents and our aunts and our uncles and our cousins and the people in the fivefold ministries and our spouses or exes or our children or our friends and associates. How about the time you spend with God? Mm-hmm. How about the time that God tells you to take care of yourself? How about the time he's told you to help somebody else? How about the times he's told you to plant into others? How about the times he's told you to mentor others? How about the times he's told you to spend mentoring others? How about the time that God has told you that he wants to spend with you? How about the time that God has given you, whether it's been minutes, hours, days, weeks, months, years, decades, centuries, or maybe even more than that? Time, 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 time. Yet only people are bound by time, not God the Father, not God the Son, not God the Holy Ghost, not my mother, not your mother, not your dad, not your sister, like my sister Sheila, is no more bound by time. But we are yet here, and we're bound by time. But yet, like I said, I'm guilty of it. This is a very transparent moment for me. On the 19th of August, when I wrote on Facebook that I had a nightmare after I had spent hours and hours and hours trying to go to sleep, and I finally fell asleep in the wee hours of the morning, and then when I had fell asleep, I had a nightmare about my sister Sheila. How many believers, how many leaders, how many intercessors, how many people have negated our humanity so much so that the emotional luggage that we have in our life, we need time to heal. So every nanosecond that God gives us with one another and with him, we need to be grateful for it. Every nanosecond that God is dealing with me with the hurt, with the anger, with the pain and more that I still have bottled up on the inside of me for how my sister was killed, I still have to obey God that knowing that every piece, every nanosecond of time that he's given me, he's teaching me to preach, to read, to understand that he's perfecting me. Because see, believe it or not, it took my sister passing for me to understand once again what God had taught me many years ago when I was in the military, and that's about the precious commodity of time, the hours and the minutes that we spend trying to fall asleep, that we find ourselves praying and spending time with God. We find ourselves 
praying and, and praying for this person and that person is all wrapped up in how he's told us to obey him and how he's told us to know that he will take care of us, he will give us the peace, he will strengthen us, and that he will do it freely. And that as we have this anger, this pain, this hurt bottled up on the inside of us, it's bottled up because we haven't taken the time to give it to God. See, God had allowed me to respond to Minister Sylvia's posting that she had put on Facebook about missing our sister um, Sheila, about missing some of the things that um, she had done with her. And at the same time, God had reminded me that every piece of healing, every nanosecond and even more or less than that, that he gives us to be healed is precious. Because sometimes we don't understand that, okay, let me give you this scenario. When God allowed us to spend time together last year during our um, birthday months, me and my sisters, he reminded me during that time how precious they were and how precious spending time with them was. And he told me that it didn't matter whether they understood the value of the time but that I must understand the value of their time. And so, to be honest, like I said, I'm being transparent. I said, God, I know you're my potter. I know you're my jeweler. I know you're my creator. But you're reminding me about how valuable their time is. God, can you please tell them how valuable my time is that you've given me? God, there's a pattern of people always being late for stuff, dealing with me, and God is bothering me. Why? 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 Why is time and punctuality so important to me, God? Why? 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 Why, God? Ah, can I have all those? I said, God. All of my life being punctual has been something that you burst on the inside of me that I've never understood. Why? 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 And he took me back to how the virgins didn't understand. He took me back to how the homeowner didn't understand knowing the time and the hour. He took me back to how he met me and he delivered me and he saved me. He took me back to how I was in a car and a car ran as uh, Carvon said, it blew through the light. And how I went through the windshield. And how I ended up in a coma. The time, the time, the time. My sisters, my parents, they didn't expect that at that time. We were just driving along. 
But during that time, I did end up in a coma, but I lived. During Sheila's accident, she did not live. During Carvon's accident, he did live. But he kept saying time after time after time, he blew through the light. He could have killed me. He could have killed me. He blew through the light. That's all he kept saying was he could have killed me. He could have killed me. And in that time, someone could have taken someone's life. We would have been shocked. We would have been in disbelief. Some of us would have been numb about the sudden death of a loved one, about the sudden uh, comatose state of a loved one, about the sudden loss. Of a loved one. But see, God allowed me to write this in my sister's uh, obituary. It says, We had just begun to travel to Puerto Rico, Las Vegas, and other places, the world together again. But this time, as the three sisters, and sometimes as a fourth sister, the Charlie's Angels that our cousin oftentimes called us. We were not perfect. We agreed and we disagreed, but we still loved each other. We did not allow anyone to physically or verbally hurt us. We did not allow people to get in that sisterly space that we had that let them know that we were human. See, when my sister Renee called me and a person on her job to let me know that my sister Sheila had passed, I screamed hysterically. I lost it. I snapped. Because instantly, not only was I hurt, I was angry. I was so mad. I was like, how can I go to the world How can I be a combat veteran and I go and I take care of strangers, enemies that are trying to kill me, that are trying to kill us? But yet, when my sister was laying on the road like roadkill, I wasn't there. I've gone to the world. I've gone uh, uh, overseas in different places, and I've been there for perfect strangers. Ah. But yet, I wasn't there. When my parents died, I wasn't there. I've been a nurse. I've been a caregiver to perfect strangers. But when my sister was hurt, I wasn't See, it's part of the grief, the stages that you go through, of the disbelief, of the shock. But yet, the anger is part of the fifth stage. And I walked through as my nephew said, I 
blasted through the stages straight to anger. But yet, I was still at the moment of shock and disbelief. And then I proceeded, even as to what I wrote to her, to go to the next stage of denial and saying, it's got to be mistaken identity. It wasn't Sheila. It wasn't Sheila. They they just made a mistake. I was so upset. I was like, no, I got to see her. I got to examine her. I've got to review her. I've got to talk to her for myself. And then I started screaming out, Sheila, who hurt you? My sister, Sheila, who hurt you? I needed to know who had hurt my sister. Because, see, if I can carry a, a, a machine gun, if I can carry a, a rifle, if I can go to war to protect the people that I don't know, surely I can protect my sister, Sheila. Surely I could be there when my sister Sylvia was in the hospital and and. and and I was still doing the various things, traveling here, traveling there, trying to make a living and doing different things as far as education. Surely this deep pain and anger that I'm feeling is all related to the denial, to the shock, to the disbelief that I won't be able to do the things that I sent to them in a group text or be able to take this year and go here or go there. And then I was allowed to view her body. No other family member uh, went. My um, nephew, my great-nephew, Haran, he went. He wanted to go with me. His mom didn't give me permission to take him back there, but he wanted to go with me. And so this was during the time that we were viewing her for the last viewing where we had to approve what we saw. And he said, Auntie, that don't look like her. She's too light. I said, you're correct, Haran. We told him to correct it. However, during the other viewing, the viewing where I got to see everything that I didn't talk to my family about when I came back. Because, see, when I saw my sister, I'm being transparent. The harm and the hurt and the disfigurement, like it or not, I'm sharing this for the first time. When I looked at my sister, I saw Frankenstein. I saw an alien. And I saw Emmett Till all in one. Ah, and the anger that Filled me for the disfiguration. I had to start to rebuke the death angel. I had to rebuke the demon of pain. I had to rebuke the demon of anger. Because I did not see 
the beautiful chocolate queen that I knew that was Sheila. There was no one there with me. I was alone. And all I could do was call on the name of Jesus. I stood there strong where the man thought, oh, she's so strong. But I held back the tears. But it was because I was so angry. Because I didn't see my sister. I saw the impact of someone busting through a light that did not understand who she was in that very nanosecond, in that very time that they hit her. See, the guilt and the pain rushed in because I wanted to be there for my sister. It wasn't logical. I'm not saying that it was logical. But when you've been a combat veteran and you've been to combat and you've worked in the hospital and you've seen so much death and you've seen it and it starts to haunt you, that's what it tries to do. But the enemy of our soul didn't realize that at that very time, in that very hour, that God instantly, I mean instantly, sent me his ministering angels. And I began to say, Jesus, if I've never needed you before, I need you right now. And so it made sense that when I saw her in that disfigured state from her head to her toe, that when it came time to see what they had done with her body, that I would be once again sent to approve of what they had done. They had sewn her face, you know, together and put various wax on it because what you saw at her lips wasn't really her lips. That's a whole other story. But immediately, the anger that I had, I said, God, help me to give it to you. Help me to give it to you. And he let me know that the pain and the anger that I was feeling was so deep-rooted until it traced back to the guilt that I felt when I wasn't there when my dad died and I wasn't there when my mom died. Because when my dad died, He was on a ventilator. He was on a machine, and I refused to come home because I knew if I didn't come home, they couldn't take him off of it. That's a whole other message, too. And so what has blessed me is knowing that although I'm still full of lots of anger, although I'm still full of lots of pain and hurt, God has let me know that he's going to heal me. And he's going to make me whole piece by piece, nanosecond by nanosecond. And as he does it, I'm going to take people along with me because they need to be healed as well. And while he's healing me, the the patterns of tardiness 
that I had fell into because I was like, well, they're always late. I'm going to be late too. He told me, I didn't teach you that. That's not your portion. You know that if you were to be somewhere, being on time is late. So although you may have the grace to be late all the time, I can't do it. Although you may have the grace to disrespect my time, I can't do it. Although you may not understand that if you have a pattern of being late, there's an underlying reason for that disrespect or lack of management of time or not showing value to the fact that the person that you're meeting is, so if you're late to meet with them, you're late to meet with God. That's a whole other message. See, there are some things that God will give us grace to do that he doesn't give others grace to do. Some people can eat pork. Some people can't. Some people can use all manner of languages, but some people can't. Some people can dress any type of way, but some people can't. So my portion of being on time, I have been rebuked by God because that's not the portion that he's given me. I can't be like the silly virgins. I can't be like the man that uh, wanted to be uh, aware of when the thief was coming. We just need to know that the thief is coming. He comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. So on today, one of the pieces that God is healing me from and making me whole, he's taking me back to the place when he first met being late was not an option, not on a pattern. I'm not talking about being late here or there. I'm talking about a pattern where people are always making excuses for when they're being late or this or that. God is dealing with me about And so then immediately I have to go into a a, a quiet place and, and tell God, God, that's not my portion. And God will Remind me, show the people how to handle you. If you don't speak about it, because if you see something, you say something. If you don't speak about it, then how can you expect them to address that thing? Because I'm using you to help them. Whether they like it or not, I'm using you to help them, and that's why I'm rebuking you for tolerating yourself being late. So I accept the assignment from God of being on time. I accept the assignment from God that when I'm late, I must apologize. I've accepted the assignment from God that the military taught me and he taught me being on time is being late. So I tend to show up to things, if not hours early, minutes early, because being late is not an option. Because for me, being on time is late. If I say I'm going to be somewhere at 1, the latest I need to be there at 12.45. This is my transpiring moment. I'm not saying what God has given you grace to do. I'm saying for me, my transparent moment is the most valuable commodity that he's healing me of right now. It's time. So I thank you for your prayers. 
I thank you for your support. But know that Mahalia Jackson sung a song that said, in times like this, we need a Savior. In times like this, we need a rock that's Jesus. And then George Shaven came on and said, in times like this, we need a Bible. In times like this, we know that he's the one. So in times like this, I have to know who Jesus is to me. And maybe on next week, I'll share those things that he is to me in a time like this. That's all I have. If anyone would like to close us out, the lines are open. Amen. Well, I will close us oh, out. Praise God. No, I'm here, Minister uh, Apostle Black. Okay. I'm and um, more than willing to close us out. I was just taking a breath to see <laughs> if someone else would step up to the mic, but I know that, as you said, time is of the essence, <laughs> and we should take the time while we have it to be a spoke person and a voice in the wilderness saying this is the way (laughs) this is the path so I I just thank God for you today and I ask uh, those who are listening and those that will listen that we lift up a possible leg to the Lord and we place her on the altar we ask you Lord to continue the healing process You know what she needs. You know what she stands in need of. You know the issues and the situations and circumstances that she has before you, God. We ask you, God, to continue to heal. Continue with your grace. Continue with your love. Continue as you have her as well as us on the potter's wheel, making us into that person that you see in us, that righteous person that you created us to be. God, I ask you just to touch her heart and her mind, to mend her heart, to give her contentment in knowing that you are her source. You are the answer. What she needs, she will find in you. And as she gave her testimony today, God, touched my heart and made me think What she saw was not her sister. What she saw is the evil, the violence, and the enemy that has attacked our world, as we know. But we know a God told us at the instant that Sheila needed him. He was right there. He was right there. Hallelujah. He was there. So we thank him because his word is settled in the heavens. He said, I'd never leave you. So she was caught up. Praise God, and she knows no pain. Oh, hallelujah. No tears. As she said, she is out of time. She has outside of time, as we know it, with the Father in the arms of the Savior, which is the only safe place. Help us, God, to strive to stay in that place of safety, in your arms. In Jesus' name, we pray. 
and give you the thanks. Amen and amen. Um, if you would like to give the time for the next broadcast, Apostle, or how would you like me to proceed? Yes, I can do that. Um, and before I do that, I want to ask every listener, uh, ministers, Sylvia usually puts the cash app for everyone um, on Facebook. Uh, once again, I would like for you to sow a seed, if possible, into any of the ministries, if not all of them, that are speaking on the Monday night and tomorrow night. Is an awesome, awesome, um, it's more of a duo, but it's a, a more of a trio at the same time. And that will be with Minister Sylvia and Minister Ron and Mother Montgomery. They're going to be teaching on family relationships, various things. And I'm so glad that on Iron Sharpening Iron on tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, that you can hear this awesome um, group of people speak and teach on the various relationships and things that God has blessed us with. And then on Friday night, you will have the awesome privilege, privilege if he's available, because he is a prophet to the nations, prophet Antoine. He will be there talking on Let's Talk. And that will be at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And do know that you definitely want to be a blessing to this man because he is uh, one of the mouthpieces of God that's a part of Mouth 3E. And if he's not available, he will either have someone fill in for him or we can know that we know that we know that Minister Sylvia will be prepared to fill in for him or find someone to fill in for him. Um, if he has a ministry engagement. And then you can come back to the next Sunday again where it will be at 9.30 a.m. or 10.30 a.m. where the Lord will give me whatever he wants me to have uh, to share with you all during this road of wholeness and healing that he's having me be so transparent with. And um, I accept what he allows. Um, That's all I have. Uh, did you want me to share the foundational scripture and everything else, or uh, Minister Margot? Uh, yes, you, you can finish uh, finish out, Apostle. Thank okay. you for being part. Okay, thank you. And so then, don't forget Matthew six and thirty three says, "But seek ye first, my God, the kingdom." Wow, that just caught me up. I'm getting back to the scripture. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. So until tomorrow, stay blessed and stay encouraged. For the timing of God and the time of God is every nanosecond, and in many cases more or less than that. Don't take his time for granted. It's a priceless commodity. Bye-bye.